weekend. Me and Jess get to do Go our- with the woman. The, yeah, not the women, but the woman. The woman. We get to do our own <laughs> podcast again. Uh, I'm excited. I guess Netflix is uh, being challenging because they just keep moving the prices up. So Brennan's like, I don't have Netflix right now. We're like, that's all right. We'll, we got this. Don't worry. Not a problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, so tonight we are reviewing um, the Netflix film that people seem to be talking a lot about, especially the ending, um, Leave the World Behind. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, was, what were your impressions on this? Because I know you were in on it immediately. So you knew yeah, about it. Yeah, I feel like I probably saw it on TikTok. Like, I feel like that's how I see most Netflix things now, are just ads on TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just Julie Roberts. It should be a quality movie. It's not another trash Netflix movie. I would give it a go. <laughs> right. I mean, that is the draw. You got Julie Roberts. You got Mahershala Ali. I mean, who else is in this thing? Um, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, right? Ethan Hawke, who I... When was the last time I saw a movie with Ethan Hawke? I'm not sure. Um, and then there are a couple other people. I'm not sure that there are anybody, anybody who knows. These are mostly the kids in the movie. There's a uh, Maya Ha La, Farrah McKenzie, Charlie Evans. And then we get sort of a almost cameo, but from Kevin Bacon. I mean, he's pretty important in the movie, but it's always nice to see Kevin Bacon. I mean, who doesn't love? Oh, wait, Bacon? was was he the crazy, the crazy neighbor that everything yeah he was the survivalist oh. the prepared guy for all that so you didn't recognize <laughs> him as kevin bacon no i don't think i, I recognize his face at all though i'm not sure if i'd recognize kevin bacon even on the red carpet so. <laughs> i would recognize kevin bacon i mean he's you know a bunch of 80s movies that obviously i grew up with but um when i saw he comes in the very beginning of the movie he's only showed really briefly and i had no idea and my husband's like, I didn't know Kevin Bacon was in this movie. I'm like, oh, it's Kevin Bacon. So we <laughs> probably had the same sort of same sort of thing. So um, so leave the world behind. Uh, we went over who is in it. And there's just a brief synopsis, which really does not exactly cover what this is about, because it sort of sounds like it's maybe a hey, let's go to the beach movie. Um, a family's <laughs> getaway to a luxurious rental home. It is luxurious takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at their door. I mean, it's a little more complex than that, but um, that's what we get as a starting point on this. And Jess, what do you, first of all, what do you think of that synopsis? Is that enough to make you want to watch the movie or? I don't even know, like you said, if that accurately summarizes what happened, though I don't even think I could think of anything better. Because there's That's so true. many, it's it's just like a, a weird movie. I don't know. There's so many things that happened and also so many answers left o- out in the open. Yeah. So I don't even know if I can correctly even tell you what really happened myself. <laughs> well, um, it, it, it's a long movie. It comes in at like just under 220, I think. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. It For me, it felt like a long movie. Um I watched it in two parts. I watched it before I fell asleep, and then I did the second run. Uh, <laughs> part So I, I had my own part one and two, whereas the movie had five parts. Yeah, this was like a mini-series straight off, but I remember as we were texting back and forth about this, you were like, I tried to watch it and fell asleep, and I'm like, uh-oh, not good, not good. We, we might not be reviewing this movie. We might be just throwing in another um, you know, Idris Elba movie and reviewing that, which that's always okay with me. I'm always yeah that's 
Never a problem for me. No, always down for that. But yeah, I mean, did you find it as slow as I did? I like this is one of the movies that Brennan will probably eat up and love because it's so artistic and so yes. weird and so many awkward shots. Like right. all the things that all like the indie movie lovers like love to talk about and rave about. Whereas me, I'm just like, it's just weird. Like the camera movements, yeah. the the weird dialogue, the piano music, like that was just everywhere. Right. I don't know if I can watch something like that for a whole two and a half hours. Like it was definitely different and I appreciate that, but right. I think it was not a little over the top. I don't know. Well, I think something like this has just been done better before and um, it's not, I, I don't know what he was trying for, but you're right about the artistic piece. I mean, the only, in the very beginning, the soundtrack already starts ominous and you can't do that. I feel like you have to build up to that. At, at no point did I think this was going to be a, oh, we're just going to the beach movie. You know, it starts off oh, with yeah. super ominous music. Um, and then once we get to the house, which is stunning, I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get like these weird, super long, like literally three minute overhead weird shots of like Julia Roberts walking up the stairs and the cameras not only is it overhead but it's going in like a 360 kind of round view and I'm like I'm getting a little like nauseous dizzy yeah watching this. <laughs> yeah. and it happens many times in the movie it's like if he's I don't know whether that's his artistic way of being um like this is a this is a thriller. We're waiting for something to happen. I'm like, I'm waiting for you to stop moving the goddamn camera. Is what I'm waiting for. <laughs> um, that is so true. I remember there was one scene specifically where the younger girl like walks towards the TV, but rather than just the camera still and she's walking, like we're walking with her with the camera. And it's yeah. just like it's almost like two in your face. It's, I don't know. It's two in your face, but uh, I mean. There are, that's actually a great point. There's only like two in my, from what I'm remembering, it's only, there's only like two things. There's either the weird camera stuff going on, usually with one person involved. And then if there's two people having a conversation, it's always, first of all, a really long conversation. And <laughs> second of all, I just feel like the camera movements, especially there's a big long segment with Mahershala Ali and Julie Roberts character. And um, I just feel like it's super awkward like really so, i mean that's what they're going for like awkward is in right now so is it awkward to make us uncomfortable is that like are we supposed to be yeah. uncomfortable because of what's happening we didn't even really tell you what's happening in the movie so what happens is this family yeah. they live in new york uh my very favorite part of the movie happens in the first what three minutes uh julia roberts staring outside of her again another stunning building of her apartment or whatever it is that she lives in in new york city she stands outside she's talking to her husband and he's laying in the bed and she finally just says she has a really long speech and at the end of it she just kind of looks at the camera and says i fucking hate people and i'm like <laughs> oh what um yes i mean yeah i mean i love people but also i yeah, they're, yeah, they're really difficult, you know, so I get it. 
So we know what kind of person she is. I mean, that tells us straight away what kind of person she is. So they all... This yeah, is a, and I, I feel like that's a giveaway in the movie where it, if she openly says that, you know, she's going to have to interact with people she doesn't like. Like, that's yes. just... And it gives you, and it gives you the, you know, the, you know, for sure that she's kind of prickly. Um, and that Ethan Hawke with his, you know, I don't know what he does. He's a tenured professor in some bullshit, something or another. And he's the one that's kind of just like, la, 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 going through life. And, and then they've got these yeah. two kids that seem, I don't know. Very weird. Weird. The boy seems kind of fine, but the girl is super awkward, and she seems a little possessed at times in the movie, I think. She uh, does seem possessed. Yeah, I mean, I think there's funny. moments in this movie where it feels like, it feels like there's, there is possession going on. There's a moment, um, well... We, her possession with, or her obsession with friends is like... Her obsession weird. with friends, yeah, I'm like, is that a thing? For somebody her age, she's probably, what... 13 or 14 something like that i think yeah and she is obsessed with friends and that's the whole you know there everybody's she's trying to watch friends this whole time and that's why she's mad about what's happening in the world around them yeah (laughs) exactly because she doesn't really have any friends um so this movie is also divided up into five parts which i thought okay this is going to be sort of telling because they stop and they put you know part one so part one is the house and we go we see the house and everything and then all of a sudden um they go well they go to the beach and remember the ship so they go yeah, to the beach. yeah and i don't even think we still got a real answer on the ship i think like no. towards the end when he was explaining what he projects is happening to the world maybe yes the ship was part of in that explanation yes but still not really yeah i well yeah i think it is with the ships and the planes and then the tesla cars i think all of that is like that's all related to the fact what yeah whatever happened but the theory is is that the satellite all the satellites went out so when you don't have satellite you don't have gps you don't have uh wi-fi you don't have your phones cell phones anything like that so um even like the sat nav phone he found one of those and that doesn't work either but um so this this giant um oil tanker like just comes up on the beach and and beaches itself Later on, planes start flying into the beach. It's like, I don't know why they're always landing on the beach, but I guess <laughs> if you have a beach, you might as well use it, right? So, um, but they at that point, they kind of figure out that there's um, a cyber attack and of some sort because nothing's working, but they don't really know whether it's like for, you know, right in their area or what's happening. And, um, and then there's a knock at the door and it winds up being the people who actually own the house. But Julia Roberts is very suspicious of them. Her husband way less suspicious. Um, and it's Mahershal Ali and his daughter and they, something happens in the city when they're there. So they decide that they want to come home. So they find out that this thing is happening in the city. Whatever's happening at their house with the cyber attack is happening in the city too. So, um, now they're in the house and they're staying in the house and, everybody's suspicious of each other except for ethan hawk not suspicious of anyone going around living it, <laughs> right just living his life he really is he's just like he's living his life yeah he's living his life i mean mahershala ali is also not suspicious but we're suspicious of him because he it seems like he knows something about this that he's not telling everybody it does yeah and i actually thought him and his daughter weren't really related they were like in on something yeah but I was 
Yeah, I think in this movie you have a lot of working theories, like, what if this? What if that? Like, right. there's so many what ifs. And Julia Roberts is kind of the person who asks all those questions. You know, she's very suspicious of, of them. And I can't, I don't, I mean, he has this, why he doesn't pull his ID out. He has a reason for it. But what about her? Why didn't she have an ID? You know, um, there's... No idea. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things happening. This girl, the girl goes in the backyard and sees, like, a hundred deer in the backyard. Yeah, there was no explanation to the animals. They kept saying, like, the animals are trying to warn us. The animals are trying to tell us something. Right. That never got answered. It never got answered, but that's always something like an... Haven't you encountered that in your own life where people are like, oh, the birds are flying a, a weird way. There must be a storm coming or, you know, things... Yeah, but no one says, oh, all these random flamingos just got in my pool. It must mean that... <laughs> <laughs> that we've had a cyber attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. No. It, it really winds up being like, this is an end of the world apocalyptic kind of movie. What do you do? Like, what, what, are, what, are you, what do you do at that point when you can't communicate? And it's really, maybe it's a political, you know, theory situation too about how, you know, how connected we are to our phones and the internet and how we don't really know how to live with each other without that kind of stuff. And, um, it's just really, it's really a downer. It's really a bummer because I can see this happening in a certain way. I mean, I've been in blackouts before and that's a very strange feeling not to be able to never have I ever been in a blackout. Is this just the main thing? No, it was actually, it was actually a California thing. So, um, oh, wow. but yeah, it's just a strange feeling. And we, you know, we do living in Maine, we do lose power at our house because we're, you know, we're like Maine. a second world country. <laughs> we're not a third world country, but we're a second world country. Um, half the time I'm doing these podcasts, it's always like, hello, is that, am I still, can you still hear me? You know? Um, <laughs> so we've had, you know, the power go out and, when the power goes out in your house, it feel it's very strange because there's no noise and you're not even noticing the noise in your house that you can't really pinpoint. But there's always ambient noise from lights and things like that. And when the power's out, there's nothing. And it's the the sound of nothingness is very loud. Like you're like, this is a, an extreme feeling and you feel um, really kind of like isolated so I think that's kind of how they felt they were I mean they were out on an island I think or not exactly sure I can't even tell where they were somewhere not far from the city but yeah secluded and they said that Montauk Island was close to them so I, but I I don't have any point of reference for any of that so if anyone does let us know um, exactly what was happening but so I mean as we the movie is basically just these people trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, eventually someone leaves the house to go and see if they can go back to the little town that's there. And the, I always have a complaint about these kind of movies is like, if you have four or five, six people in a house, one person never goes anywhere by themselves. It should always be at least two people. <laughs> always. That's very true. Right. I mean, he should have taken the daughter or somebody with him. Um, and because then, you know, he experiences some weird stuff when he's out there and then he can't get back to the town because all of the Teslas are driving by themselves and they all are crashing in 
to one another to make a big giant pile up. Um, is, is this the part we're talking about where the dad goes out yeah. and then he encounters that woman speaking Spanish like frantically? Yes. What did you think of that? So it's actually funny because not that I know Spanish at all, but I could piece out some words. So I heard her say airplane mm-hmm. and I heard her say red and I heard her say like something else. And it was funny because like those are the exact keys that you needed to figure out like what was happening. Like right. it was an airplane. There was like red pamphlets thrown everywhere yeah and she was kept saying my house my my mi casa mi casa mi casa and so i was like something's happening at her house i didn't get the red part i heard the airplane and i was like did an airplane crash into her house because we did see an airplane crash into the beach at one point yeah i think later um i was so mad that he didn't take her in the car i know i don't understand why he didn't i mean i mean i guess you could think her as a threat like he, she's in the car and all of a sudden he, she, she tries like beating him up while he's driving. I don't know, but yeah, but it, it, looking at this person, I know I felt bad too. Yeah, yeah. Would it ever be that? Would you ever think, okay, this is we're being cyber attacked or actually attacked? Would you ever think that it's Maria on the side of the road? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Maria deserves to get in the car and maybe she, I mean, I, she did want, did she want to get in the car or did she want him to go to her house? Like that was the thing I was thinking. She wanted, she wanted a telephone because she kept yes. saying like telephono, I think. Yeah. And obviously he couldn't explain like it's not working. Right. She, um, but still, I mean, she's on the side of the road, at least take her. I mean, the house is big enough for one more person. Yeah. Or 30 or 40. I mean, that. <laughs> that was weird because I, I feel like that's totally against what his character seemed at the time. But maybe that was him showing us that, you know, everybody's sort of unraveling and not, you know, not themselves. Acting themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And there was weird things. And then later on, he's driving or I don't remember if it was before or after. And there's just a horse standing on the side of the road, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> the animals make no sense. Like none of the animals <laughs> make any sense. I think we should just ignore the animal component of the discussion because there's yeah. there's no conclusion we can draw from them. Like the flamingos, the deer, the horse. Right. I think there was birds. I don't know. None of them make any sense. It doesn't. Well, I do want to talk about one other animal thing, though, because I didn't. So the only person who sees the deer are is the little girl for the longest time. And then blah, 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 blah. There's there winds up being this little shed in the woods and. Uh, Julia Roberts and the daughter of Mahershala Ali are out there. They're looking for the little girl and they find this shed and they go inside. When they come out of the shed, there's the packet of deer again, like a ton of them. And it's, and then like the head of like the king, king deer. deer. Yeah. <laughs> With all the big, you know, antlers, you know. Um, yeah. They have like this mysterious stare down like i'm not really sure what why and then the two women start yelling at the deer and they run off yeah so weird why it's uh i i don't know the girl went up to the deer and they seemed to be like pals but not these two women i don't know um I think a lot of people don't know a lot of the, you know, sort of riffraff that I've been hearing is that it's really just not the only thing that is really um, like tension filled or thriller like is the soundtrack. 
you know. Oh, all that like piano. Yeah, it's like something's gonna happen. Yeah, the piano's going. You're gonna die. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna. But it really, like, I get how it's a thriller, but there's not really any jump scares. There's not any really big surprises. No. It's just more of just like clues. Yeah. Something you still don't know the full answer to. Yeah, and they're only, I mean, we're, we're only talking a couple of days, maybe. The boy, the, the son gets bit or stung by something at some point, and later on, all of his teeth are falling out, so I don't know. And the fact that they got medicine from that guy right. without him even diagnosing him, I was like, what are those little blue pills? How does he know what condition he has? <laughs> well, I think he, he thought that, like, oh, it, it's not... It's from the sounds because I heard this happening before. Like right. that that harsh sound yeah. emits was it radiation or something, and then like you lose your teeth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And one of the you know when it's you know when they have the parts come up, part one, part two. One of them is the sound or the noise, something like that. Yeah. Honestly, the parts didn't do anything for me. Like I didn't see this movie segmented into different acts. Like no, it should have. They should have taken away the parts because that didn't really. It didn't, and uh, I feel like in in more movies now, I'm seeing it broken into parts. Yeah, I feel like that's becoming more and more common, and sometimes it's effective. And I don't think it it was effective at all in this film. No, it seems like a really lazy way to not have to make a segue between whatever just happened and the <laughs> thing. I mean, it really does because what are the parts? The parts in this movie are part one, the house; part two, the curve; part three, the noise; part four, the flood. Which I don't. Did anything flood? Was was there a flood? Part five, the last one. Well, the flood, there was the... When the plane crashes into the water, it makes, you know, a bunch of water come up into that other guy's house. Um, oh. And remember, it shatters the windows and all of that, all of that stuff. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I said that a lot in this movie. I'm like... I don't know. When's when is something I mean when is something gonna happen? And I guess something did happen, but it was just very unsatisfying. <laughs> Incredibly unsatisfying. Yeah. Well and like, all, all the pieces just didn't fit together. <laughs> no, and it's sort of like this this one person's point of view of what would happen if you know, something like this happened and the satellites were blown out or maybe that's what happened. Also we see later on in the movie that New York City is on fire. So literally that's not done by satellites. Is that just people not being able to cope or is that an actual like attack? I thought it was an, expl- I thought it was an actual explosion because they see uh, it from a distance. You really don't get a right. up close view, but it was definitely like on fire exploding. But then I thought in that view, you could see like something dropping and then another part of New York exploding, but maybe yeah. that was just, no, I, I, I did part of part of the same explosion. I don't I have no idea. I saw that too. And it's like, you don't really know, is this, you know, we've all seen into the world movies. Is it a terrorist attack from another country? Is it something, you know, something in space where the satellites, it just happens, you know, organically or naturally. Is it aliens? We There's like, no, I feel dissatisfied about yeah. that part. Not even having an idea who is the enemy here? We don't have an, we don't have any idea. Maybe that's the point. I'm glad that this po- that this movie didn't make a stupid turn, and we see like some <laughs> weird like creature right. come out of like the airplane or the ship, 
And it's just like, oh, God, you could have gone so many ways with this movie. Right. And you made this weird, awful creature that makes no sense. Like, I'm, I am glad it didn't take that turn. But... It kind of felt like I it still did, needed more answers. It kind of felt like it did a little bit when he, when the, when the boy got bit or stung or whatever in the woods. I don't know of anything that within like twelve hours of getting bit or stung is going to just make your teeth fall out because that's what especially happened, in right? New York. Except, yeah. yeah, even if they're on an island in New York City, like I don't know what that could possibly be because. That seems pretty extreme. And also, if it's something that bad, is, you know, a couple blue pills of antibiotics going to really do anything? Um, Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so it's this real, and they're really privileged people. I mean, let's bring that up as well. This is, this is the point of view of the very privileged, because by saying this house is stunning is really not giving it its due. It's an architectural digest Oh, yeah. House. It looks like an art museum. Yeah. And it's got, <laughs> you know, it's got these great rooms. It's got a huge pool. It's got you know, a fire pit and, you know, the, the, the stories that happen that are sort of ancillary to what's actually happening feel kind of unreal and disconnected to me. So they did two other like side stories with these same people, the, the dad and uh, Mahershala Ali's daughter are sitting by the fire pit and it seems like, you know, they're having a very intimate conversation and she took it as being, that he was hitting on her and I think she was probably hitting on him. And I'm like, I think she was definitely instigating that one. Yeah. (laughs) But what an uncomfortable, I mean, the world's ending. Let's go sit by a fire and, you know, do that. Smoke weed or whatever they were doing. Yeah. And smoke weed. What is this what we're going to do? And then meanwhile, the, uh, Julia Roberts, the mom and Mahershala Ali's character, which he's got initials. I can't remember. They're like GW. GH. Yeah. Um, his name is George, are in the like music library where he's got this huge collection of vinyl and they put on something from, I don't know, the 90s or 2000s and start dancing. And then they almost, you know, they, they may start almost making out. And I'm like, yeah, then that's, that's what I'm what... saying. Like there's so it's like this movie is a bunch of pieces yes. that don't necessarily fit together. Like, is, is that a storyline in itself or it's just a random scene? Right. And that had me thinking, well, maybe there's something, you know, the sound, maybe the sound that they were hearing was making them, you know, act differently than they normally would. And that's why those things kind of happened. But they don't take that anywhere. They don't, they don't make me believe that's what's happening. The boy gets bit and something happens to him. And I'm like, okay, this is, we're going to get somewhere with this, but, but we don't, we don't get anywhere. (laughs) We just, we just go to the prepper's house and pay a thousand dollars for a couple of antibiotics so um, <laughs> basically and to, and it's interesting too that they live on this island where all the houses are so fancy and beautiful and then we see the prepper and the preppers it's a nice house but he literally you know you can tell that he's like you know a little backwoods um and i mean maybe he'll make it through an apocalypse but those is that who you know who say? is gonna make it through tell me that girl who found the bunker like now, that's how, it, like girl, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're at the end of the movie when this happens, um, because everything we're telling you happens in the movie, and I think it could happen in almost any sequence because it doesn't matter because you never find anything out. So <laughs> we find out that Mahershala Ali somehow had a little bit of a weird, strange warning that something may be happening, 
but it's the warning the story he tells about the warning is not even worth saying because it's like that seems what pretty dumb um yeah so the girl takes off at some point on her bike just because it's time for you know other things to happen oh she was she was quoting something like i'm tired of waiting around yes i or I don't know what she was saying. Something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm done waiting. She wakes up that one morning. She's I'm done waiting, um, because I don't <laughs> okay. have now we I don't have any any I can't watch the end of my friend's show now. The power's out. I I'm going. I'm leaving on my bicycle. Um, See ya, family. Goodbye, family. Goodbye, family. <laughs> I'm taking this on my own, and it's a good thing she did because she found a house that has um, a bunker. And the bunker is... Well, before that, we find where the girl is because the mom goes searching for her. Yes. And then the movie reveals she's literally in a kitchen eating, like, every junk food you can think of. Like, just picking out. <laughs> she is. And I'm like, well, what does that say? Does that say... Well, I know. Like, if, if you found all this, like, food and stuff, wouldn't you go back and just tell people, like, hey, look what I found? Right. I mean, the but little no, girl really is... She's all for herself at that point. She's all herself. And before that happened, like probably five minutes before that happened, I'm like, okay, they're drinking a lot of wine. They're drinking a lot of all, you know, all kinds of things. They've been there for two days, three days now. I haven't seen one person cook or eat a lick of food, you know, since they've been there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the scene comes up where the girl is absolutely demolishing all the junk food. in in the house but that's before she finds the bunker though isn't it isn't she just got it from the kitchen or whatever yeah yeah, that yeah that's where she finds the bunker and then there's this like glowing red room yep that she goes and she's like oh what is this and then she found this big safe door and she goes oh let me open the door and that's when the bunker is revealed and she finds the friend dvd and starts playing and the end literally that's the end of the movie (laughs) That's the satisfying, that's the unsatisfying end of the movie that everyone is talking about. And that is the only, you know, part five is called the last one and the last friends is called the last one. And they show that it says the last one. And then, then there she is sort of in like a, what's the movie? Poltergeist way where the little girl sits in front of the TV and there she is just (laughs) doing that and. We don't know. We don't know if her parents find her. We don't. We don't know anything because we we're all done. We're all done with this movie at this point. Um, yeah. And people were mad. People are not having it. Really, I I didn't see the reactions. That's what brought me to it because um, I think it probably was on TikTok, TikTok for me that people were just like, the ending of the movie. What am I doing? What? 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 Yeah. You know. And I was like, oh, very I, unsatisfactory. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to be watching this. I don't really want to go any further into why it's um, unsatisfactory. This movie is um, based on a book. So whether it veers from the ending in the book or not, I don't know. So did you know that? Mm. No idea. No, no idea. Well, I guess we're going <laughs> to the end of this podcast is going to be as unsatisfying as the movie (laughs) since we don't know um i you know the i was glad that it wasn't a movie that was an apocalyptic apocalyptical kind of movie that wasn't 
I don't know, that the earth wasn't freezing or we weren't chasing aliens or, I mean, this is just yeah, a simple Yeah, I'm glad story. there's no aliens or monsters yeah. or creatures. Like, I'm glad it didn't go that route. But I still wish you would have known which country was terrorizing New York City or why or right. what the plan was or... Right. Because clearly... It could have been the Koreans or the Russians <laughs> or whoever theory everyone thought it was. Right. It's... Oh, Iran? I don't know. Yeah, it could be... It could be anybody, but is it really, see, there you go. Is it really anybody or is it just the war within, you know? Oh, gosh. No. Let's end this here. I'm not, I'm not trying to discuss that one. I think that's the point of his whole movie is that that it's that. But it's hard to swallow when it's like in such a, a grandiose fashion, like 98% of the world would not be able to relate to any of these people. So, you know, kind of crazy. Um I think unsatisfying is probably a good word for this movie. Very much. Yeah. Very much. I wouldn't recommend it to people unless they had a couple hours where they just wanted to challenge their existence in life. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm disappointed. Yeah. It sounds like you and I have the exact same reaction. Though I bet if Brennan watched it, he would love it. I think he's going to watch it. And when he does, I think it would be really funny to like, catch up on that and be like no you guys missed you guys missed the whole you know ethos of the whole thing and it's about man versus himself and you know yeah (laughs) all of that kind of stuff but yeah probably i do envy the record collection that this man had so oh yeah pretty sweet no that was good yeah so i'm a not recommend uh not a strong one i mean i guess it's you know if if you like thrillers it's not even a good one for that never mind i'm just a regular not recommend (laughs) How about you? Yeah, I mean, I want to say I didn't absolutely hate it. Right. Just because I think the the acting was good. Maybe I'll just have some positives to say. Yes. The acting was good. And despite all the crazy, like, artwork, or I'm not maybe not artwork, like, cinematography, like, yeah. it was kind of cool to watch. So. Yeah. So it's a. That's it. But yeah. You are recommending Basically, it. You. You're not recommending. Oh no 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 no! I'm not recommending it, but I did end with some positive notes. Yeah, there are some. You're right about the acting. I always like to watch Mahershala and I think Julia Roberts is is hit or miss with me lately. But this this is okay. I think she does good in this part. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just not. I need more answers, and this movie is not that. So um, it's two Agreed. not recommends. Um, for leave the world behind because I don't, I don't, I don't know how we're leaving the world behind with this, but, um, we do have some (laughs) upcoming stuff because the year is ending. So we will be doing a top five show and I think we're doing some show where we're all just going to get together and talk. So maybe we'll be able to, uh, you know, goad Brennan a little bit about this movie and see if he's goad him into watching it, I guess. So, um, (laughs) but what are we doing? We have we have that coming up, and I'm not sure what else, but a new year, and then um, the Os- <laughs> then we have Oscar picks. I mean, I feel like everything's just coming right at us. So we are um, film yeah. films with the women on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to Brennan at, on Instagram. He's Brennan underscore pod host, and you can email the show at friends friend films with the women at gmail dot com. I understand why he gets this all messed up every time we do it so it's a mouthful it's it's a lot um yeah thanks for everything that was great 
Yeah, that was, I think we did a pretty good job. I think so too, but I'm going to go ahead and say next time, let's get another Idris Elba thing going on. How about you? <laughs> I'm always on board with that. Yes, one. we'll do that. All right. So, well, thanks for everything and uh, enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.